Hi, so the following podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, and strong language. You've been warned. So another disclaimer to add on to the other disclaimer, I'm fully aware that it sounds like I'm speaking through a lead pipe underwater for the first like five minutes of this episode. You're just gonna have to bear through it. It's still a good episode, still worth listening to. Please love me. So with that being said, enjoy. My name is Goody Howard. My pronouns are she, her, and boss. I don't code switch and I cuss a little bit. And I am your favorite sex educator's favorite sex educator. <laughs> that is so good. I, God, I love black people. Because every single, there is not, every time I've had a black person on here and they like list their pronouns, they always have to add a little extra something, 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 something to it. Like, first they, like first it was they, them, we, and I was like, we, interesting. And then it was she, her, goddess. I was like, goddess, interesting. And then it's she, her, boss. I'm like, okay. All right. Well, now I don't, I don't know what my iteration is going to be. I feel like with age and with maturity, it will come to me, but it hasn't yet. Yes. And you know, one day it will come, but thank you for introducing yourself. So for your childhood, would you say that you grew up in a sex positive, negative or neutral household? I I think I grew up in a sex positive household. My Mm -hmm. parents, my mom taught us about sex. She's a nurse. So she talks about sex, you know, medically and all of that. We knew the ins and outs, as it were. There was no really shame or stigma around sex, around nudity. It was not a body positive household, but it was a sex positive household. You learned about like what sex was at a very young age. Were you like that friend that people would go to for like their sex questions? I've always been that person. Mm. I've always been that person. And I I love to learn things. My dad taught me to like, just look it up. If I asked him a question, he'd be like, look it up. Cause we had all the encyclopedias. I had oh. an encyclopedia year old, years old. Uh, so <laughs> that's not that long ago. They it's, not just... it, feels, it feels like eons ago now with all the tech we have at our fingertips. That's true. But, but I love to learn and look things up and just learn about things. And so she taught us about actual like you know, the penis goes in the vagina and, you know, how reproduction happens. She talks about menstruation and not necessarily the pleasure of it or any of that, but like the mechanics. I've always been outspoken. So I guess that kind of translates into the fast mm. friend, right? People have always asked me questions about sex, things like that. I've, I just, I love to look it up. If I don't know, I'm going to find out. I'm still that way, you know? And yeah. if I get enough of the same question, I'm going to create a workshop about it, which Ooh. is how all my workshops come to be. <laughs> So when did you find out that there was pleasure involved? Early, uh, masturbation kind of taught me, self-pleasure taught me that pleasure was involved in mm-hmm. like the genitals and how we use them. And honestly, my earliest memory of masturbation, I was like six. So really? yeah, like, and I think we don't, because the global conversation around pleasure is dick-shaped, mm-hmm. parents don't talk to their children with vulvas about self-pleasure. But when yeah. your child with a penis starts taking longer showers and lotion starts disappearing and they have less socks in the laundry, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, it's so true. No. You know, you know it's, it's the time to have the talk, right? Yeah. But we really don't have a talk with our children with vulvas around masturbation or self-pleasure. I just knew what felt good to my vulva. I wasn't really, it wasn't like for like sexual pleasure. I just knew it felt good. I didn't really understand it. And then, you know, of course we all, kind of find your dad's magazines or his video via VCRs. So, you know, you can start it at a certain number and you got to remember the number because you got to rewind it and put it back where it started. Because you can't be like, they can't know you're watching their porn videos. So you have Mm. to like, you have to kind and rewind. 
Yeah, and rewind it back to where it was because they're gonna be like, wait a minute, I wasn't on the scene yet. And now now you got questions. So that's so, how you found out about porn. Yeah, like porn, porn and like you know, television. Back then television wasn't as as much sex as it is now, but like the drama of you know, daytime TV and soap operas and all of that kind of stuff. Just kind of learned about it that way. Just kind of an ambient education. So like going into college and high school, did you well high school and college, that's usually yeah. how the structure how it goes um so did you <laughs> that's the order did you know that you wanted to do something that had to do with um sex education no i wanted to be a business lady i didn't know what that meant but in my mind i always visioned myself pulling up in a luxury car getting out in a nice suit some heels and a briefcase and just you know hair just done and blowing in the wind and just walk. i didn't know i wanted to be a business lady i knew i wanted to be a boss that's all i knew i didn't know how i was gonna get there what i was gonna do to get there I actually was. Were you born in the eighties? I was. Okay, uh, that just seemed. I was like, that seems like a child of the eighties kind of it thing. Does. It's, I sound like um, Angelica woman. Yeah, like, what do you want to be? I want to be a businesswoman. What does that mean? Lady. I want to be a lawyer. Okay. And so, I, then I decided that that was too much school, and so I wanted to be an accountant. I decided in college I wanted to be an accountant and do something in finance or something like that. Um, I knew I wanted to own a business, so I was in the entrepreneurship program in my college. Yeah, I didn't know that I wanted to do sex toys and pleasure and stuff like that. I actually taught myself how to do hair in college. That was one of my hustles. And so I was going to open like a salon with like like a full service salon with like spa and manicures and facials and hair and have like an on-site childcare facility that was soundproof that had mm. um, closed circuit cameras so you can see your kid, but they but can't you see you. don't got to hear them little... Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you ain't got to hear them. But also when you want to, you feel guilty as a mom, you have mom guilt, right? So you don't yeah. go to the salon. So you can take them with you and they can play. But you know, when you go check on them and they see you, it's over. They are derailed. So you can check on them on the camera and continue with your services. And so that I was going to, that was what I was going to do. Oh, it sounds like you're giving away free game right now. Listen, I'm still might do it, but that was what I was going to do. And then I started going, I went to a friend's toy party. Actually that happened after I got divorced. So I got married, got divorced. I was doing accounting, you know, had a son that was had custody of my brother. I was just living my life. And then went to a toy party. I'd never gone to a toy party before. I and still haven't. God, I want to. Really? Oh my God. Oh, and I, I also, I'm, I've been an entrepreneur. I've always, I'm a serial hustler. Like I had cable in my room. I had my own room. So I would um have real, you remember real sex on HBO? Mm -hmm. I would have real sex viewing parties where I would like make dinner mm -hmm. and I would charge people to come watch real sex on my cable and eat my food. Oh, because it's HBO. Okay. Yeah. So you know, you get to see stuff, right? And so I've always been a hustler. I've always been like this serial, how can I make money kind of person. And then I, I went to one lady's toy party. And you know how like if you have a toy party, then your friend has one and then your friend's friend has one. It's usually in the, the same lady. So yeah. it was the same lady every time. And she was just like, well, the questions you're asking and the feedback you're giving, you should be doing this. And I was like, mm, I hate sales. I hate people. Um, But I will do a party for you. Like I'll have a party for you. So, you know, back then you get like a cash kickback based on how many people buy stuff. And she was like, well, you raised this much money. We're having a sale on the deluxe kit. I want to get put some of my money with it mm. to get you this kit. Cause I believe that you can do this. And so since this black woman was like telling me, I believe in you so much, I don't even know you. I believe in you so much. I'm gonna put my bread up too. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try it. And it's Mary Kay for dildos. So Everybody's doing everything. And so you have to differentiate yourself from the people that are doing it in your area. So I started doing like little tips and tricks and stuff. And people were like, because I mean, I love sex. I love having sex. So I would just like kind of put people on game, right? And they'd be like, oh, I would pay for this without the toys. 
So my business brain, my hustler, my entrepreneur brain, yeah. like, ding, you know, and so I started to flesh out the workshops at that point and I cross sell sex toys in my workshops. Then I was just like, I don't need toys no more. Yeah. Like I just was like, okay, it's a thing, you know? And then I realized they weren't trying to, the company I was working for was just trying to move product. And so mm -hmm. I was getting booking fees and shit like that and sales. So the sales may not have been high enough for the company. And I was like, so I need to, I did some research and found my own wholesalers and all this other stuff. And so Ooh. I just kind of branched out on my own. Cause again, hustler brain, like I'm, I'm a business, my bachelor's is in business. Hmm. And then after that, I kind of stumbled into this group, the women of color sexual health network watching full of black and brown women that were paying their grown lady bills with sex toys and sex therapy and sex education. And I was like, yo, I can do this full time. I was doing accounting at that point. I was making like 50, 60 K a year. Okay. You know, that's, and, and that's, that's that time before yeah, that, I mean, it was like 2006. Oh, that's even before the housing crash. So that's like really good money. Yeah. Like it was like 2006. Well, no, 2000. So I started doing it full time. That was 2016, December 20. Yeah. December. That's when you started doing the workshops full time. Yeah. That's not when I quit my job. Okay. I, I talked to the auction girls and they were like, yeah, I talked to them about their education and their training. And I decided I want to go to grad school and get a master of social work. My partner was like, okay, the job didn't want to work with my schedule. And I was so stressed out. I was crying in the shower. I just had my daughter and my milk dried up. I was so stressed out. Because accounting is stressful. Like the end of the month, the end of the quarter, the end of the year. So I'm working 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. My milk has dried up. I'm crying all the time. And they don't want to work with me to start school in January. This is the same job that had me. Mm -hmm. I was a week from my due date because they hadn't found nobody. I had to train somebody. I, I stayed there basically till my water broke, trying to make sure that this company was going to be straight. Oh my goodness. I, would, he was I like, don't know if I could that. ever. Right. Like I, I didn't, you know, I was trying to make money to stack before I had to take off. My yeah. life was going to be lost, you know, cause I was only doing the parties and stuff when people booked me, I wasn't advertising that I did it. I wasn't doing any of that stuff. And then when I found out about watching, I was like, oh shit, the job wasn't trying to do it. So he was like, fuck that job. So I was like, okay, cool. And we went down to one income. I was still doing hair. I was still, you know, doing parties when I got booked. And I was in grad school for three oh and a half goodness. years. I got two years. Yeah, with no, with more than one baby because my um, children. Oh my god. Yeah, kids, plural. Yeah. So it was. I mean, it was a lot. And then you know, like a, a car would break down, or you know, so then we have one car for a little while. And then like it was a struggle. Not even a struggle. It was a struggle. But. All of that, I was still consistent and persistent and, and just kind of kept powering forward. And now it's less of a struggle. Oh, thank God. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just like, you're telling me all this and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm like getting stressed hearing about this. Yeah. I've been doing this kind of work for 17 years. Mm -hmm. I've been doing it full time for almost eight years and I've been profitable for four years. And when I say profitable, I mean more than more than 100K a year. Okay. So I was making money doing it, but I didn't start making money doing it until... Mm -hmm. You know, I like I, to see your metrics. That's a good metric. Yeah. So now it's like a lot less stressful. So how did you know like which classes to start? Like which classes where you were like, the world needs this and I'm the person that they need this to do? <laughs> well, I mean, I always feel like, why not me? I'm always that mm -hmm. person. Because my dad was always like, why not you? Mm -hmm. I said, somebody should do something. You somebody? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I always got questions. I, I just try to gauge by what people are asking me. And that's how Ask Goody was born. Because when I would do the toy parts, people would ask about blowjobs and ask about. And so I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm going to do a blowjob class. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I created Lick, which is the oral sex on the penis workshop. Then I automatically created Lip Service, which is the oral sex on the vulva workshop, because I try to create balance. So even if they didn't ask for that workshop, 
I create that workshop too because okay, I got the people that sucking dick, but what about the people that's kissing pussies? Like they're now don't have a class. So I try to be equitable in my offerings. So then I people ask about riding dick all the time. So I created rideology and then I created strokeology because again, the equity, the balance. And you know what? Crazy that you say that because there was another sex educator that has a similar class. It's not your class, a writing class. Mm -hmm. And it went viral a couple of weeks ago. And mm -hmm. then some other social media influencer was like, oh, they have all these dick writing classes. But why don't they got a stroke in classes? Like, I need tips. I need help. And mm -hmm. I was like, there are people who do that. <laughs> and then I, like, I tagged you and I was like, I'm just, I don't know if you're going to see this, but just for everybody <laughs> in the comments, because everybody was clowning him. I was like, don't, don't do that to my man because- I don't know who is now. Ain't nobody know him. I was like, don't do that to my man because he's trying <laughs> and he's, right. he's, he's, he's putting in that effort because he knows one day he's going to need One day he got to be ready for you, right? Like, exactly. I feel like you have to learn everything. Why we assume that we're going to, that sex is something that we yes. don't Like we must, skill. you got to learn how to do your hair. You got to learn how to eat. You got to learn how to cook food. You don't just know how to cook food. You and these are muscles you don't use in your yeah, everyday. Yeah, like you got to learn how to wash your ass correctly, right? You got to yes. learn how to do simple things. Why wouldn't you have to learn how to have sex in a way that adds to your pleasure because i teach from the perspective of the giver whoever like if it's dick riding whoever's on top is who i'm focusing on if strokeology whoever's stroking is who i'm focused on i want to center your pleasure because if you enjoy it you'll do it more and you'll do it with more excitement right you'll yes. have more joy and excitement when you perform and so that adds to your partner's pleasure too so i teach from the perspective of the giver and i think that's what sets my classes apart from other people's classes because i'm not the only sex educator that does this work yeah. Uh, there are lots of us. There are lots of dick riding class, lots of blowjob class, lots of pussy eating class. You know, I don't know how many strokeology classes are, but I definitely have I one. don't think there's a lot. And that's why I'll be promoting you because I'm like, <laughs> Listen, I don't I'm think girls know. I definitely do teach that. And I'm actually going to expand that class a little bit. I do it for people with penises and people that wear strap-ons. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's not just, and that's why. When people say, oh, can I come? Dudes, be like, can I come to the dick sucking class? Because they're trying to be like skeevy and creepy and pervy. And I'm like, yeah, if you suck in dick, I'm teaching that specific skill set. I'm not teaching the orientation of the gender of the person sucking the dick. So it doesn't matter who's in the class as long as they're trying to learn that skill set. Yeah. And so when I teach, I try to expand and make sure that I'm covering so you feel, you see yourself in the information. Because people are like, oh, is there a queer version of this? I'm queer. Everything I do is queer, therefore. And if I'm telling you, in my dick writing class, I'm saying, if you're writing a dildo, this position may not feel good if it's an internal dildo versus a dildo with a strap on. If it's a dildo that's internal, don't try this position because it's going to hurt. Ooh, damn. These are, this is professional. I'm sorry, but I'm like, wow, there are like levels to this. Yes. And so like when I've created Rideology, I took into consideration the, the impact on the knees, back and hips, range of motion, the size of the partners having the sex, the size of the dick or dildo in play. I took all of that into consideration. I'm not just like, oh, ha-ha, we've got my dick, ha-ha. No. I'm trying to get you up there and stay up there. And I tell people, I guarantee you can ride dick for five minutes nonstop or I'll give you my, your money back. Mm, this is a and sport. Five and five minutes is a long time in sex time. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's real. <laughs> so I didn't even really think about it like that. It being internal and how that completely changes the mechanics yeah. when you, of the very act. You, you reverse on a dildo that's inside somebody else's body. Yeah. When you, when you start to angle your body away from them, it's going to change the angle of that dildo yeah. too. Now, some pressure may feel good, but if you try to lay flat in reverse, mm -hmm. that thing won't hurt. Damn. This is good information. <laughs> I'm, 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 I, don't, I don't have an internal one, mm -hmm. but I don't have any at all. 
that's my fault. That's on me. I need to change that. That's something that's wrong in my life. However, comma, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking about it now. Is there a historical figure that you have that you wish they had gotten like the sex talk? Where you're like, this could have changed like the course of history if this person knew what they were doing. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. You didn't, you don't, you don't know what to do. I love it. Oh my gosh. She's flummoxed. She's squirming. She doesn't know. Just, and I think because it's only one, I think that's my challenge. That it's only one. If you have a group Um, of people. Whoever King James is. Oh, um, you mean the. Bible writer. The, oh. How so? Explain why. Because in my mind, the talk, right? Sex ed, the talk. Mm-hmm. Um, King James was a notorious homosexual man. He had an incestuous relationship with his mama. I know. I know you heard that. And you probably expected me to ask her more information, you know, go into more detail about exactly how king james had an incestuous relationship with his mother how king james was a homosexual um here's the thing i did none of that so after we wrapped up the interview i had to do more research and here is what i found so king james is reported having at least three intimate relationships with male nobility however there's only one that is actually confirmed to be a genuine true intimate homosexual relationship which was with of course we are in europe so it was going to be his cousin and i would just like to point out that his cousin was 37 and he was 13 when they started their relationship so of course it blossomed and it was beautiful They did end up breaking the two up because they were scared that he was going to end up converting the entire country to Catholicism. What I'd like to point out is that the way that they broke them up was by kidnapping King James. And the only reason they did that was because of the fact that they were worried he was going to convert to Catholicism. Not the fact that a 13-year-old boy was using his dick tip to play patty cake with a 37-year-old man's uvula. That's all I'd like to say. I feel like had he had the talk, right, that was an encompassing talk, he would have had a better understanding of himself mm-hmm. and his desires and attractions and how they show up. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have had a better understanding of consent and mm-hmm. boundaries and all kinds of stuff. And I think the Bible would have looked real different. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the Crusades may not have happened. And oh, all yeah. The, and all the other violent things. And we wouldn't have 9-11. Yeah, like I mean, the violent things that the that that Christianity is a very violent. It's very yeah. violent, and so I think I grew that, up in it. I get it. I, me too. Same. I'm very churched. Yeah. I'm, that's why I'm not now. Um, but I think if King James had gotten comprehensive sex ed, yeah, that the entire trajectory of society would look different. America wouldn't be in the Middle East it right probably, now. America probably wouldn't be, wouldn't even be America. Oh yeah, America wouldn't exist. It would still be indigenous first nations. Oh my goodness, I would be in Africa. We would be at home. We would be home, sis. Well, I wouldn't be in Africa. I wouldn't exist because I got some white family members, but we're not going to talk about it. I mean, we all do. We would just look a little different. We just look a little different. That's all. Okay, that's a good one. You're the first. Usually I ask this question and everyone's like, "Mm, I'll get back to you. (laughs) Oh no, I was going to definitely answer. Like the world would be 
completely different if King James had gotten comprehensive sex ed because that Bible would not look like what that Bible looked like. And people would have to like, you know, live differently. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my next question would be, why did I just get so calm? I don't know if you're like a big movie person or film and television. Mm-hmm. I, I literally, it's my major and I'm not even really into, like the pandemic absolutely ruined film and television for me because like now my capacity to intake film is like depleted because there's so much drama in the world right now. Yeah, we don't need the, it's, it is, it's entertainment. Like, <laughs> yeah, like there's so much happening in the world constantly that I can't even, I don't have the- That's capacity. why I don't do horror. I don't need it. I'm cool. Yes, the world like, is horrifying enough. I appreciate Jordan Peele for like bringing, because our version of horror very very different, and that his shit is scary as fuck. Yeah, because it's too it's real, and that's but, the like, only person I can really watch. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like I can do his, but like you know the killers, and I'm not scared of killers and murderers and shit. I'm scared of clowns. Like I, so I don't. I'm not. That's the only genre that I'm not really like you know excited about. But everything else, I'm good. Oh well, I was going to ask: Is that if you have like a film or a TV show that's on now or was on, where you're like has the perfect depiction of sexuality, sensuality, where you're like, if the girls really want a show that depicts sex in just a beautiful way, they need to watch this specific show. Currently, I would say P Valley. You're not the only one who said that. That's interesting. But the challenge that I have with P Valley is that all the queer sex scenes are passionate and loving and sensual and just, you know, passion filled. Whereas the straight girls was just getting fucked. I don't feel oh. like the straight sex scenes have as much passion to it. Quality. You know what I'm saying? It's it doesn't feel as as an emotional artistic experience. Um, you said that's realistic like, to how the heterosexuals correct, are correct. having sex. Correct. Correct. For most people, probably. And so there's that. I also love Love and Basketball because that was the first time I ever saw a condom in a sex scene. Mm, okay. I've and asked it was a lot of people the first time for a lot of people, too. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. There's a previous episode where I asked that, and someone did go into it was Toriana Foster, and they did go into detail because I didn't remember Love and Basketball. I saw it as a child, mm-hmm. but I, I, I saw it as a child, and I was like, mm, this does not seem like it's for me. And like, I wasn't supposed to be watching it anyways. My sister was watching it, and I was being nosy <laughs> in the room, and I picked my head in, and I was like, mm, like, what are you doing? And then I like, I saw the sex scene, and I said, mm. I said, I think I'm locking my coochie up. I don't think I want to do this. And like, I just like walked out. So during that whole episode, they had to like go over the whole plot because like that scene like starred me. Like I remember that scene. I said, Mm-mm. I don't remember. I mean, movie. even I with, like, without that scene, like Love and Basketball, a lot of the movies that we say are amazing. Black love stories are trash. They're struggle love. Love and Basketball is one of them. Love Jones is one of them. Uh, fucking Just Right or Mrs. Right or something like that with Queen Latifah, that, like, oh, they're all trash. You gotta pay your dues before he love you and lose all oh, your Lord. shit behind, like, but Lee <laughs> Valley is great for sex scenes that I think they get it right. And it's also beautifully shot and well lit, but, and then having sex like they actually like each other. Mm, that's great. new. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. And then again, like, like I said, loving basketball because that was the first time I ever saw a condom in a sex scene. Also, the, the exploration of teen sexuality. Mm. Sex in high school, because like, there's not a lot of good ones out. No, Even like no. now, it's like no. And we know that teens are having sex, but we don't make space in public health to like accommodate them. They need their parents' permission to do everything. They can't go get tested for STIs without their parents' permission. They can't get on prep without their parents' permission. They oh, is that get... what they do down there? 
that's not how we do it in New York. Once you yeah. turn 13, legally, they're not allowed to tell your parents. Well, no, HIPAA applies to them. HIPAA applies to them. But like for PrEP, because it's preventative. Really? You can't? Yeah. And your, but they can also, and they can see your records and they can see, you know, because they pay the bill, they can see the records on the back end. They can see like, what was this for? Why'd you go see the doctor for this? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. it's still layers, but I, I appreciated them highlighting um, teens using safer sex practices. That is so crazy. I've never watched P-Valley. So I was like, oh my goodness, what is this? Another pose. I will not be watching P-Valley. But every sex educator that I've like spoken to keeps saying P-Valley. So I'm like, damn, maybe this is for me. Maybe Why I you didn't want to watch Pose? I did watch Pose, and that's why I didn't want to watch P-Valley, because I was like, is this just another Pose? Oh, but even so, it's like, yay, more Pose. <laughs> You're calling me out right now, and oh, look. That's I what just, you get asking that question yes, about historical figures. I just, I don't know. But you should watch it, because it's so much deeper. It's, it explores the lives and origin stories of the strippers and how they got there. And like how they are a community, they got some hoodoo in it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's Ooh. black people shit. It's black. It's black. I will always be there for um black spiritual African traditional religion. Well, it, it happens in the last in the last season. Very much mm -hmm. hoodoo inspired. Like the shit is heavy. Mm -hmm. It's I'm, I'm gonna say it's seven pounds heavy. You'll oh get it gosh. when you watch it. But start okay. at the beginning. Start like it's. I'm telling you, you're gonna be like, when is the next season? What's happening? It's not. Oh, like, is it canceled? No, it's the next. I mean, no, it's not canceled. It's okay, just okay. we're you know we're between okay. season. We're just in a lull right now, but it's not. Yeah, canceled. you know how the okay. season season finale and then mm -hmm. it's just be, it's just because they're like um whenever there's like a really good show and it has a lot of like um colors in it, it mm -hmm. I just it feel like it, yeah. So that's the why network I was like, that is on, I think it's not going to cancel it because it, it was not network television. Mm, what is this HBO? I want to say it's, it's like Star? Star? Showtime. I don't. I have all of them, so I don't know. Excuse me, money. <laughs> well, um, I boot, I bootleg all of them. But I mean, we okay. have, we definitely have an unlocked uh, Fire Stick. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna say I have access to all of the channels. That's what I'm gonna say because I don't know. My okay. husband is tech support. I just use the remote control. I don't ask no questions. <laughs> That's um, so real. Is there one yeah, that no. you wish had your? Is there like a show or a movie that you're like, I wish that they had maybe like an intimacy coordinator or like they had something here, but like I wish that all of them, all of them. But there's not one where you're like, oh my goodness, I love them, but like they needed me, they oh, needed um, me there to like set a couple things straight. Mm, no, I, I mean honestly, all of them. Like I'd be like, really, like I, Harlem, love Harlem. Mm. They definitely need an intimacy coordinator over there. Sisters, Tyler Perry, his whole camp, he need an intimacy coordinator. Yeah, that's real. Because a lot and of his like, shows have me. When I see the people talking to each other, I'm like, is this how he thinks straight talk to each other? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, he, I don't think he understands how heterosexuals operate. And I'm not a heterosexual, but I'm just like, from what I see. He plays one on TV, but he's not. He is, and I and I don't know why he think we think he is. And that's okay. Yeah. But get somebody, get, at least get some bi folks or some pan folks that actually fuck, you know, like, because they, they, they wouldn't talk to each other. Because the way the women be catty at each other, baby, that would have been a fight in real life. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, all of Tyler Perry's things, all of his movies, all of his shows, and I think because he's so influential in the black community, and people want to, you know, love and watch. I watch it for comedic relief, honestly, but I do still watch it. He do, he does still get my ratings. So I think that his whole he's so influential in for the culture. Um, definitely, he needs some support. What? Why'd you roll your eyes when you said for the culture? Because we don't. He's 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 it. Because we don't have nobody else yet. 
but he did open the door for other people. And so I appreciate the role that he's playing. I just feel like his, his, he hates women. It shows up in his work. And so because he has a very, you can watch a movie and not know it's a Tyler Perry movie and be like, this is a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah. Like he has like, um, a choose. Yeah. He has very much a trope. And so because of that, I feel like it gives, it adds to a lot of the problems we have with our culture. Mm -hmm. A lot of challenges that we have in our culture. But like I said, also somebody got to be first. That's you know, true. and first don't always mean best. OGs don't mean, you know, just because you was first, I mean, you was the best to do it. It means you was the bravest. And I applaud him for that, for sure. So, like, one of my little special interests is sex toys. Love them to death. Beautiful, amazing, great. And also, now that we on the topic of sex toys, I just, a little gripe that I have is that, like, I am, like, the sex expert amongst my group of friends like i was literally on a call the other day and like someone was like what does daniel do oh yeah yeah she's the what do they call me like a sex therapist i don't know where they got that from i was like Ooh, don't don't say that i don't got no letters behind my name yet like let's not let's not call me that but like that's what i was known for and it's just so interesting because every time i go to like a sex store or anything ain't nobody want to hire me and it's starting to feel personal and like mm -hmm. at first, they were, and at first I was like, it's because I'm black, but it's not because I'm black because we're in New York. There is so many colored people there. And I'm like, maybe they got a colored quote or something, but ain't nobody want to hire me, which is so interesting. That is not the point of the question. The question that I had was if you have a favorite sex toy that you would recommend to the people. Oh my gosh. I have two. Mm -hmm. So my favorite sex toy is the wand. Mm -hmm. I love, the original? Oh, let me see. Or just a wand. Oh a wand. Now this is not my favorite wand. This is bedazzled. Yes. With your name on it. I love shit with my oh. name on it. It's a kink of mine. Oh, really? So my friend that actually does bling everything, she did this for me. Oh. And so I, this one is not. We, it's not a used one. We like we don't use this. It's a prop. But oh. but a wand that's built like this, you know, because they have like the cool little new shapes that look like art and shit. Nah, the one that look like a microphone. Or wherever you're gonna get it from, but I'm gonna say Hitachi because that's the one I got. And I don't even know. I need to find it again because I it died. I had it for like eight years. But I love a wand because you can use it when you're writing. You know, if you're writing, especially if you're writing reverse, you can just hit your clit. And if like I tell people all the time, if you have balls, you need to nair your balls and then you need to put lube on your balls every time you have sex because it brings your boys off the bench and puts them in the game. It makes the surface area of the testicles more sensitive. So if you're riding reverse, you can have your wand. You ain't even got to reach down to like touch your own clit, but you can put a little bit on your clit. You can reach down, put a little bit on their balls. You know, and you can share the rumble, right? Multifaceted device. Yes. Multi, multi. I love. Um, it has to be. It's not gonna be my favorite if I can't use it for more than one thing. You can also like if you're performing oral sex on your partner, you can put the wand under your chin, so it gives you like a rumble. And that's if oral sex on the penis or a vulva. Put the wand right under your chin, and they can feel that vibration through your mouth, which is amazing. Right. And also the nipples are connected to the same part of the brain as the genitals. So you, you can use it on your nipples. You can, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a fun time. Right. So I love that because it's very versatile. My other favorite toy is a finger vibe, a frisky finger specifically. Mm. It's a wireless rechargeable bullet with a textured silicone sleeve and it has a finger strap on the back. Right? right. So you can of course use it on the vulva. It connects to your hand as a finger strap. So you don't have to juggle genitals and sex toy so it's great for, to use on the vulva it's great to add you know while you're stroking the shaft and oral sex you can put it on your thumb and be hitting the, the vaginal opening while you got to clit the clit in your mouth you can cup the balls like have it on your finger and cup the balls if you have a penis and you're masturbating you can hold your balls with the rumbly hand and stroke with the other one or stroke with the rumbly hand you can use it on your breasts and your genital you know your your nipples and stuff it also adds a good rumble to a choke Ooh. 
I love that it's rechargeable, it's waterproof, and it's that texture sleeve. And the Frisky Finger, to me, it's a sex toy. I love sex toys because they don't have a gender, they don't have an orientation. Right. And they can be essentially used on any body part for any kind of sex. Except for anal, it needs to have a flared base. You know, other than that, like, it can be used on anything. And so the finger vibe, if anywhere you can use your hands, you can use the finger vibe. And so I feel like it just is just add a little rumble to what you're touching. My next question was going to be, is there um, a toy that you've seen? And I feel like you will have an issue explaining this. Is there a toy that you've seen where you're like, that is crazy? Like, like crazy bizarre. Bad Good or bad. Like, for example, I've seen a toy that is shaped like the Buddha. One that's mm-hmm. shaped like Jesus dying on the cross. Mm-hmm. I've seen one shaped um, like a gun. I've seen one shaped like a hammer. Oh, yeah, they have the vibrating hammer. I'm actually going to, I think I want to buy that one. That one looks fun. I, it doesn't to me. I don't know why it doesn't, but it doesn't. I, You know, and the thing about the, the, the spiritually shaped vibrators, because, you know, there are cultures that think that as close as you, the orgasm is as close as you can get to God without dying. Mm-hmm. I think those are kind of on brand for that. Like, Yeah, no, they're made for the Catholics. Like, yeah, they're like worship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so the, the petite morph, right? The, the the orgasm is the petite Yeah, the little morph. dad. Yeah. And so if you if orgasm is as close as you can get to God without dying, and that sex magic is, you know, that's when you manifest, right? Right when your orgasm mm-hmm. is when you manifest the things because you're closest to God, so you can whisper it to them. Yeah, whisper right, right? in God's ear. Mm-hmm. Correct. So why not, you know, use a crucifix for that, I guess? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, th- I feel like that's like on break because I think anal beads look like rosary beads, but whatever. Um, yeah, no, literally, like, and that's so interesting that you say that because um, whenever I tell people that, they're always like, oh, my goodness, that's so disrespectful to people with religions. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. The people who are using this, like, I exactly know the um, target audience. The target audience for these specific toys, that brand that made the toys, they got so many death threats that they no longer exist. But that brand was made specifically for, like, kinky religious people. Like, those, like the people who are, were buying those toys were religious people. Like, I don't yeah. think people made the connection. But, yeah, you're right. Like they had rosary anal beads too. Like they had all of those things. Those yeah, were, I mean, it makes brand. sense. It makes sense. Um, the toy that I've seen that I, that kind of gave me pause. I saw where you can get your ashes put in a dildo. Like you can get your ashes put into a glass dildo. I saw that today as well. And I was like, and I love glass dildos because you can like they have an attachment that make them a vibrator too, like the base. But I just don't see. I don't know. I mean, maybe if my when my partner, you know, transitions, I'll feel differently. differently. But I just don't feel like that is going to be some shit. I can see getting a dildo made of his dick mm-hmm. before I can see getting him put into a dildo. I feel like him. I would want my partners close to my heart, not exactly my cooch. I mean, you know. But I maybe mean, I'll change strokes. my mind. Yeah, different strokes. I may feel differently. But yeah, that was the only thing I saw. I was like, yo, what? But like the hammer, it didn't look good. It didn't look, it was the hammer I saw. It it didn't look like something that felt good. And I think that's my challenge with, with sex toys. It's like some of them I look and I'm like, who who designed that? Like now they're all like artsy and flowy and, you know, because yeah. they're being designed for stimulation instead of just, you know, aesthetics. Mm-hmm. The hammer one looked good to me because I saw someone using it and the hammer head vibrated. And so uh-huh. the part of, you know, like the part that you use to like lift nails up, uh-huh. that part vibrates. So you can put it in between your clitoris. Okay, okay. And it can vibrate. So I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And so I was like- but Then the handle is like a dick, right? Yeah. I so it's that's a dual I didn't see it in use. I just saw mm-hmm. it like in a box. 
Oh yeah, I, I saw it. I didn't. Yeah, I had the same reaction. I was like, I don't want it. But then when I saw it in use and I saw like how it worked, I was like, okay, yeah. Or the one that looks like duck lips. Duck you know lips. what I'm saying? Like it, it doesn't. It's not yellow like duck lips, but it looks like it's. Are it's, you about the pink one? It's yeah. It splits apart like that. Mm hmm. And I guess you're yes. supposed to put things together and put them in you, and then they're supposed to like flutter or what? Yeah. That doesn't look like it feels good either. Yeah, I, I've seen that one as well. And like, it's gotten very popular, which is so interesting to me. Like it's yeah, to it the point where- Yeah, it makes you want to try it, but I'm just like, it don't look like it feels good. How do y'all even yeah. know? I mean, maybe it's for people who like to get like stretched out like severely, I guess. Maybe, but I'm saying maybe it doesn't stretch as much as it looks like it stretches. Mm, yeah, that's true. That depends on like the grade of silicone and how hard it is and all mm -hmm. this And stuff. I also, yeah. I'm not a fan of the, um like the WeVibe type toys. Ooh. U-shaped joints that you kind of put mm -hmm. one in it. I'm not a fan of those. Mm -hmm. And I can't like say, oh, I don't like that toy. <laughs> I don't like it. People are like, what, what's your least favorite toy? That one. Really? That's like bottom tier. Okay. I mean, for me, it's not. It's a personal. I'm not. I'm not because I'm not, there's so much pressure. Because, you know, when you open it, it's U-shaped. Mm -hmm. And when you open it and insert it, it's always wanting to go back to that U-shape. Oh. And so it doesn't like that pressure i don't need that pressure too okay see i've never owned one of those mm -hmm. so like to me i'm like you gotta explain it like from yeah but the, so the u-shape well now the ones that are shaped like this like a mm -hmm. l or like a, you know that's fine because it's not trying to go back to that original shape but so it's like clamping down yeah, in like that clamp okay ugh, ah, uh -uh. It's not, and it doesn't clamp but it's just always wanting to the pressure is always there as soon as you take yeah. yourself out of it it's going right back to that u shape and i feel like that's one of the reasons why a lot of people like that is because some people really need that pressure which is why mm -hmm. it's so popular also Her. because people don't use people don't use lubricant when they use sex toys mm -hmm. so they need more pressure to stimulate their clitoris because over time, if you don't use lubricant, your clitoris requires more pressure and more stimulation for arousal because you're like messing with those nerve endings. Now you can kind of re-stimulate them and get them back over time because you ruined them over time. But people don't think that they need to use lubricant. So that pressure that a lot of people need is a result of desensitization over time because they haven't been using lubricant. I feel like a mother telling my friends <laughs> to use lube all the time. No, seriously, like I I just I had bought my friend like a womanizer for the first time. And she was like, oh my goodness, it was like, it was so overwhelming and I felt this way and I felt that way. And I was like, now, did you read my instructions? What did I tell you to do? Right. And what did you do? And she was right. like, I did nothing that you told me to do. And I was like, well. Then what do you think? You can't be sitting here talking about it don't, it didn't feel good, blah, 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 blah. You what didn't did you follow. Expect? the instructions it's gonna feel horrible you're gonna and then like even like with the rows and other section type the, the womanizer other section type things you don't you want to use lubricant you don't want to just put it straight on the head of your clit either you mm -hmm. want to like start with like the bottom and the sides and kind of yeah. explore the mouth way up yeah because you just hit it's a one hit a quitter like a rose i got uh, two minutes maybe oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. maybe <laughs> like that's for when i'm not trying to worry about nobody else's feelings and i'm trying to go to bed that is not yeah. a couple's like for me. You trying to play too? You better come on because <laughs> <laughs> this, this train is leaving the station. With no, listen, you. Gonna be some orgasms happening. I hope you participate, but you better hurry yeah. up because yeah, you gonna get left. Is there an issue that you have when with all of the classes that you like host? Is there like mm -hmm. a common misconception or issue that you have to kind of like hold the hand of your students and be like, um, so you were taught this and I need you to leave it at the door because once you come in here, we're not doing that kind of thing? I think all my workshops, people always have the question of, are we going to like actually be simulating sex acts? Like, 
are are if people are people going to actually be fucking in here? Or there's a misconception that there's alcohol there because you know how do you loosen up and lower your inhibitions? No, you you bought this ticket. That was your inhibitions, right there. Like, what do you mean? I'm not going to coerce you to do nothing. You this is an educational space, and I think people think it's um you know the concept the concept of sex is you know very after dark, very you know candles and rose petals. And I try to do my workshops in the daytime for that reason. Because that's something that you're not gonna get with me. Now I may do it at night because I have to because the venue requirements the, or venue availability. But I really prefer to do my shit in the daytime because I want people to unpack that sex happens at night, sex happens in the bedroom, you sex happens. To remember. You know, yeah, I want them to say, "Oh, you did. I did it in the day." And I and I make it a point to mention it as well. Um, and so that always gets a oh from the crowd, you know. Um, some people come to Rideology specifically when it's in person because you will be partnering up. So I always encourage people to bring a friend, mm -hmm. you know, because you're going to be partnering up and doing these positions. Some people are kind of like leery of hunching on a stranger, which I get. I tell them, look, I'm the professional in the room. So if you're, you know, you don't want to make a new friend today, then I volunteer myself as tribute because I'm the, the educator in the space. And I was like, you know, if you're not comfortable, I at least ask that you try the first position. You ain't got to try shit else after that but at least try the first one. Once they try the first one, they are in. But I want you to know how it feels in your body. I can stand up here and talk, but I want you to feel how it feels in your body differently than how you was riding dick before you got here. So there's a first position and second position. I'm sorry, I took ballet as a child. So, <laughs> like when you, so I'm like, you're like first position, second position. I'm like, well, no, there, are, What's there, are, there are five positions oh, and, that I teach and there oh. are variations on every position. Oh, wow. And the first position, well, actually, the second position is what I asked if they try. Because the first position doesn't even include the person on top. It's for the person on the bottom. Should you walk me through the positions, like the different types? Okay, so the, the first position is, I call it the chair. And mm -hmm. that is when the person on the bottom lays on their back, puts their feet flat on the floor or bed or whatever, and puts their knees up okay. with, their, with their legs open a little bit. Because mm -hmm. the, the top of the thigh supports the back. Mm-hmm. So what I, because you want me to ride, but I ain't, ain't nothing supporting my back. I'm supposed to be up here balancing on my toes, mm. right? Okay. Or balancing on my knees. Yeah, this is right? a lot. And so the, so the first thing is to make sure that you prepare me for success by participating. Prepare me for success. You know what I'm saying? By participating in this mm -hmm. act. So okay. that's the first one. The second one is called the throne that you're basically just sitting with your knees at a 90 degree angle. Your feet are aligned with the nipples. So your oh. knees are at a 90 degree angle. You're on, you're sitting on top of them and your knees are up and your feet are parallel to their nipples. Okay. And because their knees are up, the top of their thigh is supporting your butt. It shifts the weight forward just forward. as much and it helps redistribute the weight on your knees. You're such a scientist. I am. Science and hosted. Like my, my sex ed superhero trading card that I have from mm -hmm. G-Vibe, they were like, what aesthetic do you want? And I was like, I'm a scientist. I'm a mad scientist. On my card, I have on like booty shorts and fishnets and heels mm -hmm. and like a white button down with a bow tie. But I have in my, in my lab coat and I have like a dildo in one hand and a beaker in the other hand. And there's like a laboratory behind me. Like mm -hmm. I'm definitely doing a science and host shit photo shoot. I cannot wait. Uh, but I am, I, I use science and whole shit. I use science to explain pleasure. Okay. Like it's one thing to know that it feels good. It's another thing to know why, right? And then that ups your confidence in how you connect to your pleasure. My my job is connecting to pe people to pleasure with confidence. I love that. So we're up to position two. So what is the rest? Okay, so then three is reverse. Well, I call it London Bridge. No, these creative <laughs> names are necessary. It makes they sense. They are, because people, it helps you remember, it's a mnemonic device. I'm an educator at heart. So it's a mnemonic device to help you remember what you're actually supposed to be doing with your body. 
Um, mm -hmm. And so in that one, you know, you're reversed, but your knees, are, your, your partner is still on their back with their feet flat and their knees up and your feet go under their legs. Okay. So that's how you ride reverse. Oh. Instead okay. of trying to balance yourself. Okay. You can use their knees for balance. Mm. Um, then the, that's one, two, three. The fourth one is the butterfly, which is still a reverse position where you're sitting on them and then your feet are kissing. So your knees are out, knee up, knee down, which is funny because if you go, you know how you Google and Google like does the complete thing. It mm -hmm. like gives you what you might be typing next. If you type right. in Goodie Howard, it'll, it'll like auto complete knee up, knee down. That and is... it's when you, it's a great way to redistribute weight. And so you, you put, you, you have a good knee and a not so good knee, right? So you put your not so good knee down, which seems counterintuitive. You're putting mm -hmm. your weight on the knee that's up. So you put your knee there, your partner's still laying down on their back with their feet flat and their knees up. And you put your knee between their legs <clears throat> and your foot is under one of those leg bridges. So your bad knee is, is between their legs and your foot is under their leg bridge with the good knee is on their hip. Is, is outside the body by their hip. So you're basically straddling one of their legs. And then you can like put your weight on the good knee. And like, you can like, you know, look over your shoulder and you know, all the things. And it's great for um, people with smaller penises. Um, it's great for caressing two vulvas together. It is origami. Yes, very much that. And it's also great for um, if, it's, if the person has a bigger dick than you're used to because it's confidence, control and stamina. So confidence is you know what the fuck to do. Control is you can control how much dick you're getting or dildo mm -hmm. you're getting. And the stamina is you can, you're so comfortable in your body now because your weight is redistributed that you can get up there and stay up there. It's crazy that you just went over position number five because I remember, and this was like 2021, there was a guy who had who went on TikTok and he described exactly position number five. Mm -hmm. And he was like, this girl I'm with, like, she did that. And I, it was the craziest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Like, y'all need to try it. And he was trying to describe what you were. But again, he wasn't a scientist. So he, he, don't, got no, he don't got no letters behind his name. So he didn't really right. know how to describe right. it properly. And he was like, if this woman says to jump, I will say, off what building? Like, anything she says, I will do. And it was just crazy. He was like, I didn't even know that an orgasm like that was possible. Yeah, because so what happens is science and whole shit. Mm -hmm. The when you're in knee up, knee down, you get more insertion, you get more depth, but mm -hmm. you can also it helps with a pelvic orgasm for the person with the penis. Mm -hmm. So the pressure, the way that you can apply pressure from the outside of the body in that position, oh, changes the game for them. I'm not a professional yet. I'm still I'm still trying to get there. So and it looks good too. So like again, you got ass cheek. Your hands mm -hmm. on your knee, you know, you're looking over your shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Like, it looks good. It feels amazing. And you can't get that kind of depth and that kind of control from the other positions. Okay. It was giving music video. It was giving. Yes, um, very much that. Because I told Beyonce. You and I said, you do it and then just draw a circle with your knee, right? Oh, okay. If you draw Let's a circle give away all the secrets. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> you still got to book, you know, book, get the, get the yeah. replay on AskCity.com. But. Like you just draw a circle with your knee. So if you have no rhythm and you can't dance, just knee. draw a circle with your knee. Okay. Once you get comfortable with that, then you add all your body rolls and your shimmies mm -hmm. and all your stuff. But you can't just start like that if you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how it's going to feel inside you. This is crazy. And people can get all of that in one class. I feel yeah. like for me, I'm a little hardhead. I feel like I would need multiple classes in order to truly get this down. This sounds like sexual Pilates. It, it, it is. I call it erotic fitness. 
when you buy the replay on askity.com, you get, we go over stretches. Okay. We go over the positions and we go over how to incorporate toys into your set, into your ride game. Now, when you buy the replay, you get access to the replay for 30 days. Okay. So I got because 30 days then, to get this all down. Yeah. And, and I feel like if it's not accessible, it's not revolutionary. And I consider myself a revolutionary. So that's why I make it accessible. Now, the price is about to go up on that. So if y'all want to go get it, you need to go get it now. Whatever, right, that, whatever it day you're hearing it. Mm-hmm. Because right now, the replays are just a replay of a Zoom workshop that I've done. Now, mm-hmm. I'm actually demonstrating the positions. I'm, I think the one that's up now, my husband is my partner. Because sometimes I have a female helper. I, I think he's the helper I have on the one that's on the replay. So you're basically a fly on the wall of a workshop that you did not attend. And the Q&A is also included in that as well. Because I always do Q&A at the end of my workshops. But what I'm about to do is reshoot all of my workshops with cameras and lighting and stuff so that they are, I raised a production value so that they are on demand webinars okay. instead of just you're a fly on the wall. It's just, it's going to be like just me and you, like how Peloton, you know, yes. like Peloton, yes. right. And so what is going to happen is, cause right now you get the workshop, you get a workbook and you get the Q and A as part of it. What I'm going to do is separate that out and you can upgrade and purchase the workbook. You can purchase the, and then the Q and A is a live Q and A once a month. So, Everybody that bought the everybody that bought the workshop in the month of March will have um you know the last on March thirty first this is the live Q and A so if you had any questions you this is time. the day to ask your questions okay that's that's really helpful and maybe Beyonce will subsidize it for a bunch of people just like Peloton who knows listen I I need to get Beyonce not gonna fuck with me because I want to fuck her husband you know what and I'm glad you said that because. What I know, we actually need to have a conversation about this real quick. Like we're we're winding uh-huh. down, but like we just one little. You can include this part or not? Because I I do still have a Houston cell phone number, and no. so no, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna include it because okay. I have something to say. Okay, I feel like I see a lot of Jay Z slander, and what I don't understand is why, as black people, we are hating on a black man who has black people features. And people are like, oh my goodness, Jay-Z so ugly, I don't understand it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Jay-Z looks like a regular black man that I would see down the street. Jay-Z looks like he could be my uncle. Like, mm-hmm. he's just like peak African features. Like, sub- if you think of sub-Saharan African, what does that look like? It would be like a Jay-Z's face. Mm-hmm. He just has a big nose, dark skin, big lips, and everyone's calling him ugly. And I'm like, maybe you just don't think you're as pro-black as you think you are if you think that he's yeah i'm like if you think that he's ugly just because he looks like oh like the standard black man maybe don't really like black people most people that are pro-black really only mean attractive straight cisgender black people yes Uh, so there's that but for me i love i am i'm very much attracted to intelligence and Mm -hmm. i know that there's more than one way to be intelligent Mm -hmm. and he is so smart he is so brilliant. He has a beautiful smile, in my opinion. I think so too. I think he has a beautiful, and I love me a pretty mouth, honey. I love, I loves me a pretty mouth. Um, <laughs> I've heard, you know, good things about his dick too, but like that don't even matter to me. Like I think I would just sit at his feet and listen to him talk about, like you know what I'm saying? Like we could have conversations, oh. and because we are less than two degrees of separation away from him, like we are literally. I know some of his producers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it can it no let me, let me not say I that. know I it, have people, there's a possibility that could happen. It could we happen. can cross paths, you know what I'm saying? And all I gotta do is charm him. Baby, I'm cute and I'm stylish and I'm funny and I'm smart. Like that's I mean 
you know what I'm saying? That's what he's to, my confidence is rooted in those things, not what my body yes. looks like. And so he's that's where he's gonna be like, oh shit, who is that? It's oh, not because I walk in and be like, hey, goodies here, da, da, da. I don't do all mm-hmm. that shit. I just move through the room. So look, she she look, I will fuck them both. I have no problem. I will take one for the team, Beyonce. I will fuck both of y'all. And oh even like God. hands-on instruct you if you need me to. Like we can suck this dick together. I'm just saying. But he's my hall pass. Uh, and my husband knows it. And I told him if I ever get a shot with Jay-Z, he could be the pool boy or he could be tech support for the house, whatever he need to be. I won't leave him. But if I get a shot at Jay-Z, I'm taking it. And he knows it. He knew it. When we are a nose Carter household. Mm, you know okay. We are, are hip hop heads. He knows it already. He already knew what it was when he married me. His hall pass is Chrisette Michelle, and they DM each other. Like when every time she's in Dallas, she's like they DM like to find places to eat and shit like that. Like you have actual okay. access. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. So we can't be bad. This can't be you an issue, right? No, I like. Oh my goodness, dream couple. Oh my god, I'm praying for that for myself. <laughs> like, wow. No, this is actually like. Yeah, like, like you got oh access. No, I, mm, please no. I'm gonna show that him like, all the right allergy. <laughs> that's actually beautiful. That's my dream. <laughs> I'm sorry, Beyonce. I love you and your husband. Yes, I'm sorry. Do not come. The be, be, what is it? Bayhive, please. I beg. I, I mean, I'm not member, but I will fuck the queen bee and her husband. I mean, yeah. Um. Okay. So, is there? <laughs> that was like so off. Is there anywhere that people can find you? Uh, absolutely. So, my name is Goody. That is my legal name. G O O D Y. It's not an I E. I E is plural, and there's only one of me. And everyone asks goody things. So I'm ask goody everywhere. A-S-K-G-O-O-D-Y. The website is askgoody.com. I'm ask goody on all social media platforms. Anywhere likes can be clicked. Even if I'm not active on it, I go get my name. So can't nobody be out here misrepresenting me. But I, everywhere, like LinkedIn, Facebook, Pinterest, Venmo, everywhere. I'm ask goody. I like that, how you standardize the everywhere. Is there any upcoming projects that you have? So the Rideology live tour is is starting back up in May. So dates and all that will be listed. The Goody Gang gets them first. So join the email list. That's the Goody Gang. It's my free email list because Instagram is always playing in my face and they could delete my platform at any time. So that was the Goody Howard. You can find all of her socials linked below. And as she has said, you can find her at askgoody.com as well as askgoody on all social platforms. And you can find me at Wyatt Vibrates on all social platforms as well. We're twinning. That's crazy. Um, And you can also find me at my website, whyisitvibrating.com. And that's all I got for you today.